Were dinosaurs real? Why aren't we finding their fossils? Are we going to be married in heaven? The Bible says we, we aren't. Are we, are, how am I going to know my spouse? Who are the real Christians nowadays? Or, or were they the Jews or the Gentiles back in the day? These are just a few of the questions that you guys have sent in to me that you want me to answer on this very special edition of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. Welcome to a special edition of the Bible Reading Coffee Drinking uh, Podcast. If you're joining me live here on Instagram, thank you for joining me live. If you're watching or listening to this afterwards, I'm so grateful that you found me. Uh, and wherever you're finding me in, on, on, on a podcast or on YouTube or wherever, thank you so much. Make sure you check out my website, livingchristian.org, uh, for uh, all the podcasts, all the videos, all the Bible verse list, the store with all the apparel and the hats and so forth. Check all that out at livingchristian.org. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, today is a special edition, kind of a, a special session here. Uh, normally we read a, a big chunk of the Bible and talk about it. Today we're just going to do a little bit of a Q&A. So I'm going to answer some of the pressing questions that my followers have sent in uh, over the last uh, week or so. And I've got a, I got them listed out here in front of me, and this should be fun. Uh, I don't know which ones I'm going to tackle. I'm just going to kind of grab one at a time and, uh, and answer the best I can, and hopefully it's correct. Uh, but let's read. Let's start the session off with this, okay? I always like to uh, start the session off with a Bible verse, uh, being that this is the Bible reading and coffee drinking podcast. We've, we've got to read a little bit, and we've got to drink some coffee, and we've got to read a little bit of the Bible. So turn to me now with um, on Psalm 18. Put my old man glasses on. Verse 24 through 26. This is a great verse to get your day going. So I read this verse all the time. I've got it highlighted in my Bible. It's just a, you've, you've heard it before, but it's a great way to start your day. All right. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of of the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. So if you need some encouragement today, turn to Psalm 118 and get going. And remember that today is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know where you're at in your life right now. I don't know if you're struggling. I don't know if you're in a good place or in a bad place, but either way, today is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it, okay? Let's take this, tackle the rest of this day with the, with the blessings that God has provided and understand that no matter what happens, God's got a plan for you. All right, let's hit some Q&A here. Uh, I'm going to have a sip of coffee, and we'll get going here with our first one. Um, all right, I, I got one I'm going to tackle first. Yes, I have my Jurassic Park coffee mug that one of my uh, followers sent me, uh, sent in a couple of years ago to my P.O. box. I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. I think I wore a T-shirt at some point. Uh, on one of my lives and so uh, I had a good uh, one of my followers send me a coffee mug so that is so we're going to start with that question okay uh, where is it? Oz Chen from one of my followers on Instagram said why are there dinosaur fossils if evolution isn't real okay two parts to my answer on dinosaurs uh, uh, one is I'm gonna hit the evolution thing at first just hit that head on if evolution isn't real, I don't, I'm not sure the dinosaur fossils and dinosaurs go hand in hand with evolution. Okay. From the way I have perceived evolution is this kind of religious belief, and it is a religion, so to speak. Don't fool yourself. Uh, religious belief that there was a big bang and then we started out of nothing. And from the tiniest of, tiniest of atoms uh, created everything that we see today. 
So you have to, you got to have a lot of faith to believe in evolution um, because uh, it's unbelievable and it doesn't really um, it doesn't seem to flow well with logic. But that aside, I don't think either one of those two things go hand in hand. So here is my belief on dinosaurs, whether you believe it or not. I believe dinosaurs were real, uh, not in the sense of the Jurassic Park way, uh, the way where they looked like in the movies and the TV shows. But there were dinosaurs uh, in, in some form or fashion. That word is a new word, uh, quite frankly, in the English language, uh, and relatively speaking. But there were these big, gigantic creatures that lived in the times uh, of people. Okay, it wasn't 65 million years ago, and eight, that world's eight billion. You got to get the carbon dating and the what you read on the in the movies and stuff out of your head. If you just take what the Bible says, uh, we lived with these giant creatures. Uh, at the time, all right. So and there's many references in um, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Job that talk about behemoth. They actually, I have two of them that by name: behemoth and leviathan. And then, then there's all these references to the giant serpents that can't be killed, uh, to the dragons, and that's the key: dragons. If you go into uh, all these cultures around the world. Uh, in, in, in South America, all the way to China, if you look at their carvings on their uh, in, in their caves and their walls, all the way down to the, the literature that is written, you always see this consistency of these dragons, these giant serpent creatures with wings. And if they're coming out of the water, they don't have wings. Those are dinosaurs. Okay, uh, those are dinosaurs, uh, what we call dinosaurs now. So we did live during that time. Look it up in Isaiah, uh, Job, Ezekiel, I think even Psalms reference one. Um, but look, when every time we mention the giant serpents that can't be killed or the uh, there were the uh, the dragons. Uh, in reality, that's probably what the Bible is referencing. So don't get fooled by Hollywood. Uh, it is they are real. That's just their interpretation of what dinosaurs were. So there you go. That's why there's fossils. Uh, that's why we find dinosaur remnants. Uh, it's not about evolution. It's just about the truth. All right. Uh, let's check another one. That was a good one. Um. What is your favorite New Testament book of the Bible? That's a good one. Um, I would say um, there's probably a couple that I, I read that I kind of keep going back to. One, I, I love James, okay? Uh, we were in the Dominican Republic on a mission trip one year, and we did a REAP, uh, which is kind of a study of James. And I had read James before, but you know, diving into each, each one of those uh, was fascinating. And so I find myself going back to the book of James quite often because there's so much wisdom and so much good direction uh, inside of the book of James. But saying that, uh, I love the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I love reading about Jesus. Uh, I love learning about his life here on earth. Uh, and so I have to pick a Gospel. Uh, I, Matthew I like a lot. Uh, I love the way it flows. I love the stories in Matthew. But I have to say, if I'm being honest, um, I'm a huge Christmas fan. As you guys know, I celebrate the holiday. I love Christmas. And every year, if you follow me for a while, you know that we read Luke uh, on uh, on December 1st through December 24th as a community here, together to prepare ourselves to celebrate Christmas, because there's 24 chapters in Luke, and it's perfect lead up to Christmas Day. So I, I say I read that every year uh, in December, and I gotta say probably Luke is my favorite. Uh, all right, good, great question. And that one uh, came from uh, Hannah Parker, 94. Thanks, Hannah, for uh, sending that in. All right, um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, D. 
Excellence. I think that's the name you pronounce that one. Uh, Revelation says that we will not be married in heaven. Uh, we will have different types of love for your spouse. All right, great question. So, uh, yes, Revelation, the book of Revelation, talks about the fact that we're not going to be married. Or there aren't, won't, won't be marriages, so to speak, in heaven. So I think the, the idea of marriage, what God gave us here, uh, and he talks about all the way through Genesis, through many chapters and books of the Bible, uh, he, he establishes what marriage is and why it's important on earth for families, for, you know, leaving your family and joining another one, and all that stuff. It's, it's the foundation of our society. In heaven, we don't need that foundation. Um, and so I do think that we're, we will know each other, but I don't think it's going to be marriage in the same sense of what marriage looks like here, if that makes sense. Uh, um, but saying that, uh, you have to think of the different type of love that is in heaven. So God loves us in what we call an agape love, all right? You've heard that term before. It's biblical agape love. Uh, what does agape love look like? Agape love the, of, is the fact that Jesus, the Trinity, God loves us so much that he forgives us for our sins. And it's this weird kind of powerful, unconditional love that we have a hard time even fathoming, right? The fact that he loved us so much that he gave us his only begotten son, he saved us from ourselves, and we can be re reunited or united with God in heaven for eternity. And he loves us no matter what we do to him. That's pure agape love, excuse me, that we have a hard time understanding. So in my mind, when we get to heaven, the love that we will experience, not just from God, but for each other and for our spouses and loved ones that we have here, I'm not sure that we can truly wrap our heads around it, to be honest with you. So, will there be love in heaven? Absolutely, 100%. Now, will there be the, the, the ceremonies and the organization of marriage? No, Revelation says no. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be with your spouse or love your spouse or, or live with your spouse. It doesn't mean that. It just means that the, the formation, that bond, and that uh, organization of, of marriage that we have here on earth uh, is not going to be in heaven. That's a great question uh, as well. I know, don't be scared of that. I know this kind of, for us married folk out here, uh, you know, going into heaven and, and, and not having or being married to your spouse seems a little odd, uh, but you got to take out of your head what you view as your relationship and what your love is for your spouse. And whatever is in, whatever is going to be in heaven is going to be a thousand times better. That's how I look at it. All right, sip of coffee and let's take another one. Actually, you know what? Uh, let me try to answer one that just came in live, and then I'll pop back to my prep ones that I had. Um, da, 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 da. How do you know if your plans align with God's plans? Uh, this is I am Kayla, Kayla Nicole. How do you know if your plans that, that you have in your life align with God's plans? I'll tell you, if they come true. All right, and if they're for the good, and if they glorify God. So I, I post this a lot on my social media's uh, post in different places that when we pray, we should be praying for God's will in our life and for us to understand God's will in our life, not as much as him letting us do our will in our life. If that makes sense. God's plans are always better than our plans. All right. So if your plans where your plans align with God's plans in your life, great things happen. And how do you know when that happens is whenever it it brings you joy and peace, but more importantly, will glorify God. It's not necessarily 
about worldly success or, or you praying and something comes true, are those God moments? Yeah, they can be. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you pray uh, to get uh, to win the lottery and God, you know, and you win the lottery, is that God doing that? Possibly. Maybe he wants you to do something with that money, if that makes sense. Uh, but uh, after that, you could kind of deviate. But uh, if your will aligns with what God's plans for your life is, and your prayers align with what God's plans are, that's where miracles happen. That's where things happen. And that's how you know it's from God. That makes sense? All right, great question. All right, uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, the Christian, uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-M, Christian, Christian, uh, sends in thoughts of the ages of the people of the Bible. It's hard to fathom from my modern mind. Isn't that the case? So if you, um, especially if you read, obviously, the Old Testament, uh, if you read the Old Testament, and uh, some of these people, uh, all the way from Noah and Adam uh, to Moses, these people lived a long time. And it talks about how eventually God limits our lives, our lifespans, uh, because uh, these people were just living uh, too long. Uh, what are my thoughts on that? Uh, it is hard to wrap your mind around living a thousand years or living hundreds of years. Uh, but I also think that's just our little worldly brains uh, thinking about how things work right now with um, with the world. God can make anything happen. So if he wanted us to live to be 500, then we'll live to be 500. Uh, what, what are my thoughts on it? I think it happened back in the day, A, because there were less people, if that made sense. Uh, so God's plan to populate the earth uh, and fill uh, the earth with his children. Uh, you had to live a long time so you could have a ton of kids. Uh, if you only live 60 or 70 years, you, you're going to have two or three kids. But if you live 600 years, you can have 20 or 30 kids. Uh, so I think a lot of it has to do with that and, and God's plan on populating the earth uh, and, and getting the world established uh, and the genealogy established, if that makes sense. Uh, that's why people lived a long time. Now, obviously, that kind of reset with Noah uh, and, and after the flood and, and then Noah's family kind of repopulated the earth. But even they lived longer. Uh, than uh, than what we do now. I mean, Noah was, I, I don't remember his age when he first started building the ark. It was like 150 or something like that. It's craziness. Uh, so I think we're limited on our lifespan now is because uh, of that. The genealogy, the population control, uh, what, you know, God's ready to kind of get us in, do our, do our business, spread his good news, uh, tell people about Jesus, and then we go join him. Uh, so I think it's a master plan that we probably can't really fully understand if that makes sense all right uh, great question towels let's take this one t-a-l-s-s-s this is from instagram what is the difference between israelites and gentiles which of these are christians today great question uh so if you um if you're not fully in tune and and, and, and read on the new testament uh but if you know a little bit of the new testament there's obviously in the in the gospels a lot of talk about the israelites and the gentiles uh at the the pre-Jesus days, uh, the Jewish people of the, the region, uh, the Israelites, the people that live in modern-day Israel and the surrounding areas, that people that believed in, in the Jewish faith and the Jewish religion were called Israelites, and those people who did not believe and were not Jewish were called Gentiles. And at the time, before Jesus, there's a pretty good distinction. They did not like each other. Okay, The Israelites thought that they were, and they were, God's chosen people, uh, and everybody else was a, a sinner, a, a not chosen by God. That was the distinction 
of the time. Now, after Jesus came and he preached and he got to know and he fed and took care of Gentiles, uh, his uh, ministry established the fact that he was the Messiah for all. Okay, And the Jewish people at the time thought that a Messiah was going to come and save them from the Roman rule and going to be this great warrior. And instead, Jesus came down to save all of us from eternal damnation. So it was a different um, Messiah than they thought that they were getting. Now, saying all that, now at this point, if you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you accept him, regardless of whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, historically speaking, you are a Christian, as we call him today, if that makes sense, okay? So when you're asking what the difference between the two is, the difference at the time was you believed and you studied the, the, the Torah, which is the first few chapters of the Bible written by Moses, and the Old Testament, and that's what you believe in, and you don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah in the New Testament. If you're a Gentile, you didn't believe in any of that stuff, but you came to Christ afterwards, if that makes sense. So in today's modern world, right? Uh, we don't really have Gentiles anymore. We have so many different religions, so many different faiths. Uh, so what makes a Christian today, regardless of your background or genealogy or, or family tree, uh, if you believe in Christ as your Lord and Savior and you accept him as the only way to heaven, uh, then you are a Christian, right? Good question there. That's a great question, Tals. Uh, let's take one live now and we'll bounce back and forth here. Let's see what else we got live here. Um, how does one, this one comes from Jester 0617. How does one sit with sinners over and over and not give up on them? Uh, how did Jesus do it? I'll throw a question back to a question. Uh, Jesus did it constantly. Uh, he, he, he preached and brought the people, the lost sheep, right? The one of the 99. He left the 99 for the one to go help save that sheep. He is that... Uh, that is the great and good shepherd that Jesus was. So he did not give up on us, and he continues to not give up on us. I mean, we are sinners. I am a sinner. I, I stand above in front of you and confess that I do things that I'm not proud of, that go against what the Bible says, that I'm embarrassed that Jesus knows about uh, every single day in some form or fashion. Uh, we all fall short of the kingdom, right? Be because of Jesus, right? He forgives us and gets over us and gets over our sins and gets us over our sins, sorry, so we can go and join him in heaven. So to answer your question, um, you have to have patience. God is the ultimate patience provider. He has so much patience with us, and he, he watches us fall constantly, but never gives up on us. So there's a lesson to be learned on, on that. So take that patience that God has with us and give it to the people around you. So if you have somebody in your life that you love or that you care about and they're falling over and over and over again, they keep sinning and they're not accepting Christ, don't give up on them. Have patience with them. Keep talking to them. Keep telling them about Jesus. And if, and, and if God will speak through you, you can help that. Now, only they can make that decision, and only God can save somebody. But God can use you as a tool in there to do that. So don't give up on them. If you love them, or even if you just like them a little bit, don't give up on them. God didn't give up on you, so don't give up on your friends that are still kind of trapped in sin. Okay? Great question.
All right, let's take uh, a couple more here. Let's see what else we got. Uh, at what point, this comes from Thomas Ferguson, 25, uh, on Instagram. At what point did you realize that this was your calling? Great question. It was kind of a more of a, a transition for me, I would say. Um, many, many years ago, uh, I was, um, you know, worked, I'm a, I'm a marketing professional by kind of trade and, and career. Um, so uh, many years ago, I just felt this pull and this calling um, to, to kind of use my gifts that God has given me, uh, my spiritual gifts, and, and do it for his kingdom. And so I just felt this pull. And I interviewed and, and looked for jobs, whether it was uh, a ministry job at a church or whether it was in a, uh, some sort of um, missionary uh, job. I had uh, a bunch of different uh, opportunities across the country. And I just felt this pull and this calling um, that uh, I wanted to glorify God with my work. Uh, and, and then nothing quite fit perfectly, if that makes sense. Uh, and so finally, what I did was just... Um, I was on Twitter one day, and this is the story that I've told uh, that maybe you've heard before, maybe you haven't, but I was on Twitter, and I was uh, somebody had posted a Bible verse, and I'm like, oh, that's good. So I started following them, because I wanted kind of the verse of the day, if that makes sense. I wanted to be able to see the Bible verse every single day. And so I started posting Bible verses uh, every single morning. I would take the Version Bible app and post that out on Twitter, and uh, and it started growing, and I'm like, and that was on my personal Twitter feed, which I don't use uh, anymore, really, and um, so I decided to start a, a, a Christian Twitter feed, and, and then from there, God just worked through me, and next thing you know, I, I turn around, and, and I've got Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube, and Pinterest, and I've got a couple of million followers, and, and I'm doing lives, and podcasts, and, and to be honest with you, it just, um, uh, it, it was all God working through me, so it's, it's totally His his thing and not mine. Uh, so when I realized it was my calling, I'm not sure. Uh, it just kind of happened. Uh, there was a moment uh, many years ago that uh, I just had had enough of my career and my job, and I just didn't. I just I just felt that I that God wanted me to do more, and I just prayed and prayed and just said, God, use me in whatever way. Uh, I'll just do it. I won't be afraid anymore. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll do whatever you ask me to. And from then on, I just follow where he takes me. Uh, so when I, when I tweet out, when I post on Instagram, it's just, I just pray and he gives me words to say and, uh, and it's not me, it's him. So what, you know, any advice to you would be just give up. And when I say just give up, um, whatever you're holding on to, whatever fear, um, just, just give it up and just give your life to God. And, and let him work through you in whatever way he will. Maybe, maybe you, you know, you you go into ministry. Maybe you just post social posts about uh, your faith. Uh, maybe is he wants to use your you in your workplace. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a fireman. Uh, maybe you work in the business world. Uh, it doesn't mean that God wants you to leave that necessarily, but maybe he wants to use you through that, um, and and uh, and just allow that to happen. I've been in plenty of secular jobs to where we had, you know, uh, uh, men's group studies and Bible studies on Thursday mornings uh, with a group of people from work. And you'd be amazed how many uh, Christians there are out there that just need to realize that other people are Christians around you in your workspace. Uh, so that's the way God can use you, too. Uh, so let him. Let him. All right. Uh, one more question, and then uh, we'll get out of here on our Friday. Uh, Wooly3198 uh, sent in. 
Will we be reunited with our fur babies in heaven? Oh, that is a great question. Uh, man, I hope so. I don't know the answer to that, uh, to be honest with you. Now, I'll, I'll say in two things. Uh, the Bible never necessarily references our pets, uh, for sure. Uh, he doesn't necessarily say that, uh, you know, uh, animals have souls. But saying that, now there's plenty of verses, even in Revelation, uh, that talks about animals being in heaven, which is, you know, crazy to think about. It talks about, uh, you know, the different type of animals that hunt each other now. And I can't, is a lion, I can't remember which lion, uh, what the other animal is, but they will be living in peace in the new heaven and the new earth. So that gives me hope. Uh, although I'm not 100% confident, uh, um, uh, it gives me hope that I will see my fur babies in heaven. I've had a lot of dogs and cats and different animals in my entire life that I love. There's just so much love uh, if you're a pet person that uh, they give you and that you give them. So, you know, would would it be just absolutely wonderful one day when I, you know, walk through the pearly gates and I get to heaven and here comes my dogs that I had when I was a kid running up to me? Oh, there's just that's just a dream, right? Uh, so, and you don't, and people don't understand that if uh, if they haven't owned pets anymore. Um, so that w- I hope that happens. I know there's going to be animals in heaven. The Bible says so. It'd be great if there were the ones that. Are part of my family, so I have to believe that to be the case, even though the Bible isn't specific uh, about pets being in heaven. Uh, I know they're going to be animals in heaven, so that gives me hope. So, if you love your fur babies as much as I do, and maybe you miss one, uh, there is that little bit of that hope. Uh, maybe pray uh, for God to give you guidance on that. Uh, that's um, biblically speaking, I know there'll be animals in heaven, I don't know if there'll be our animals in heaven, uh, but let's uh, let's hope that's the case. Okay. All right. So let's wrap this up. I appreciate you guys joining me today uh, for this kind of Q&A session. Let me know if you like this kind of thing. Put it in the comments, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or in the on the podcast or live here on Instagram. Put it in the comments uh, when I post this and let me know whether you like this type of session. Uh, it's kind of fun for me to do and take a little bit of a break uh, from what we normally do. We'll get back at to our normal episode kind of cadence on uh, Monday. But let's say a quick prayer uh, and we'll go about our weekend. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for bringing us together today. Thank you for all of my my living Christian family that we have uh, here on Instagram, uh, around all the different platforms, uh, on the website. I have so many, uh, a couple of million people that uh, follow our accounts, and I'm so thankful to be part of that family uh, because they are my family, Lord, and I know one day I'll be united with them uh, in person in heaven and get to know them. And it's going to be um, just such a blessing, Lord. I'm so thankful that you brought this community together. Thank you for uh, allowing the people to send in questions and allowing this Q&A session of interaction. And I'm, uh, I'm so thankful to get to know them a little bit, and hopefully they get to know me a little bit. But it's all in your glory, look God. We do everything to glorify you. We love you so much, and we trust you with everything that we have and everything that we do. I hope that you realize how grateful we are that you're guiding us in this life. Please be with everybody that's watching this or listening to this today, Lord. Help guide them in their lives. Give them the armor that they need to fight the battles of this world that we fight on a constant basis. But most importantly, Lord, give them the words to speak that they can go out to spread the good news and tell others about you. We can't do it alone, and we know this, but please, Lord, use us as a tool 
for your good. We give our lives to you, and we give our future to you. Use us as an instrument and a tool to tell others about Jesus. We love you and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you guys again on Monday. Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. God bless you guys.